0: Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google
1: Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hello and welcome to The Last Days Podcast here. Coming to you live from Johnson City, Tennessee.
0: It's great to be with you guys today. Yes,
1: my wife Katie and myself Todd. We are happy to be podcasting here today. I don't know if that's a word actually, podcasting. Maybe I just made that up. But um, anyway, we are doing it and uh, we're so glad that you're joining us today. And um, we're in the middle of the last days of time. Actually, I don't know if we're in the middle of them. I think we're in the last of the last days of time. We're in the, what I consider that the Word of God talks about are uh, the days of sorrow. And um, it's not for the body of Christ, but for the world. There's so much loss. There is so much loss that is taking place right now. And that's, right. what, that's what sorrow is. Sorrow is a reaction from loss. Um, in the body of Christ, we don't, we're, you know, we don't sorrow as the world sorrows, the Word says. Right. And so days of sorrow for the body of Christ, they don't affect things. It's, it's, we're not affected like the world is. And so you'll see things that are taking place in the body of Christ all around that, that, you know, you'll, you feel very badly. Right. And, um, and, and you may know people that are affected by it. Right. But the thing is, is that for those who are who are living lives before God, you'll find out that you don't sorrow like the world sorrows. Right, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt you. And when we're in heaven, all that will be wiped away. there will be no sorrow, no crying, no dying, no tears. But the thing is, is that we are living in the last days. And these are, these are the days of sorrow right before we enter into the tribulation days because there's, there's a huge push that the enemy is making to try to take over. And anything that the enemy runs is chaos and confusion and lack. And, and it's just a big mess. Everything's right. a big mess. Um, the word of God says blessed is, is the city who's not, not blessed is the nation whose sure. God is the Lord. Yes. And, and so we have to, we have to put our trust in him. And if our, if our, if our nation and, and the United States of America, now you might be listening in another nation of the world. And and I know, you know, each nation was founded a little bit differently. Many of the modern nations were patterned after uh, the United States because our constitution is so solid and it is fantastic. It's not the Bible, but it is very solid. And I'm very thankful for the constitution that we have here in the United States, but it's not as strong nearly as the word of God is strong. Right. But and that's why the word says blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. If your foundation as a nation is solid in God, then you're going to find out that the foundation of your nation is is something that that people you know they they're not bothered by the direction that their um, that their nation takes because they don't follow a something solid. Now if you have people in office like we well praise the lord um like we do um <laughs> that that don't follow after the the foundation of our um of our nation which is our constitution and you try to dismantle that you're going to cause turmoil and so right. that's what's happening as a nation now and in the nations of the world the ones who are founded in the church, even though we see the erosion of a nation, we still have our foundation.
0: Yes. And And, so therefore our strength.
1: Yeah. And we're not, we're not detoured. And so I can see a lot of things that are going on all around me. I hate it. I hate what I see going on. I want to, I want to be honest with you. I've said so many times lately, I miss America. I miss America because it's not it's not the same nation it used to be. And there's been an erosion because there's been people who have deliberately, inside of America, it's an inside job, that have, have understandably, and in an understanding way, they know what they're doing, trying to dismantle what this nation is all about and what the very foundation of it is. And so therefore, everything is rocky and it's chaotic and it's unsure. Right. We were just traveling last week and um, it's just crazy. Travel is is just insane now. Mm-hmm. Not because the numbers of people, but just you don't you don't have any clue if the flight that you have you're going to get on it and it's going to fly.
0: Right. And and not even for, you know, reasons that, you know, should stop you from doing it. It's just no. everything has become very unreliable and um, easily canceled, easily, easily changed, no um, real reason that is given. It's just, um, yeah, just very, very unpredictable, very unreliable.
1: Yeah, and so travel plans, some people making travel plans for the summer and everything, I would encourage you, um, start planning to get to where you're supposed to be <laughs> going earlier than what you actually in need to be there right. and give yourself a buffer to get back home also and, um, pack plenty of snacks. You might be hanging out in an airport for a few days. Um, yeah. And, and go, go loaded with everything that you've got financially. Cause you don't know what you might be able to, what might be having to spend or just charter a plane. That's right. And so, um, it's, it's, it's really pretty, really pretty crazy, but this is the way things are. Hallelujah. So anyway, we're talking about foundations. And we were talking about foundations in the last podcast. Yes. And so just kind of this is a little bit left over from that maybe. But let's read a scripture. You want yes. to read this out of Matthew chapter 7 and this has Absolutely. to do with with this this whole thing, really.
0: Right. So if we look at Matthew chapter 7, and I'm going to read verses 24 through 27, and this is from the King James. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And so this is all having to do with whether your foundation is a rock or sand.
0: Right, right.
1: Because the storms are going to come no matter what your foundation is.
0: Right, and they, they come to everyone. Sometimes people think, well, you know, if I've been saved a long time or I'm very spiritual or, you know, um, I'm successful in life or whatever, that I'm not going to have a storm or situation, which is not is not true. The mm-hmm. thing that will make the difference, though, of course, is your foundation. That's going to determine how you come through it.
1: Absolutely. And so the you can expect that as you're living in this world you're going to experience some things that are stormy you're going to have some winds blow you're going to have some rain beating down on you and you know if you're the structure that's you know you and you you've you've been you've added to your life the things that the word of god says you need this you need this you need that but you know you've got to have a solid foundation otherwise everything is just going to be swept away it says great was the fall of it it doesn't mean that doesn't mean it was just like you know a little a little something was was off but it was it implies that everything was totally destroyed right a great fall and so you know we've we've seen a lot of tests and trials That have hit many, many people that we know and many very solid Christians. Right. And we've seen them, how they have pulled through, not that it was easy at all. In fact, sometimes it just, it hurts to to see people in the process, uh, we were just talking about this also, in the process of overcoming. Right. Because... When you are an overcomer, and the Word of God talks a lot about that in the book of Revelation, and uh, they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and God intends for every single one of us to overcome, but it's not just I overcame at the end, it's I'm overcoming today. I'm an overcomer today. Why am I an overcomer today? Because I beat the storm. I beat the storm. The storm was trying to beat me. I beat the storm. How did I beat the storm? I resisted it and I did not I did not suffer the collapse of of my of the who I am. My my life, my family, my business. Um and so, you know, you just we've been through hurricanes. We've been through several hurricanes. Right. And um and when hurricanes come, you 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 see it coming, and you start getting prepared. You do things. You make sure that you have the food you need inside. You make sure that um, water, uh, like yeah, water, food, and everything like that outside. You're you're uh, firming things up. You may need to get some boards, put them over windows. You're making sure that at your trees, the things that surround you there's nothing that is loose. Right. everything is solid. If there is a if there is a bad branch, you cut that thing off because otherwise it will become a projectile through one of your windows or through your roof. Um, and sometimes you know when storms are coming and so you have time to prepare. Other times you have no idea you're sleeping and a storm comes right But it doesn't it doesn't change. Um, the storm. The storm is still the storm. And, and you don't, I mean, when storms come, just in the natural, for myself, I love, I love a good, a, a good storm. I love a strong storm. I love the lightning. I love the wind. I love to hear it. Um, I love the thunder. Um, I sleep best in a storm and, um, the rain and, and the rain and it, uh, yeah. And just, to, to because it doesn't threaten me. It might be a different thing if I was if I was outside laying on the sidewalk. In a tent. In a tent. I have experienced a few <laughs> storms in a tent, and Camping. I will I will say that I was working the whole time. Yes. I was bailing, and I was yeah. Uh, it was in survival mode then. I oh, thank you. I remember that now. Um, yeah, I've had a few times with that and or maybe the storm is an army of ants coming at you also um experienced that also down in florida that was a wonderful experience um fire ants an army of fire ants that was my storm praise god um no praise god uh, praise god <laughs> no. i overcame praise god unhallelujah <laughs> um that's an inside joke we'd be getting into uh, another whole story there but um the thing is that we have to we have to understand that our foundation has to be sure. There is um, on the in the Christian life you've got two you've got two extreme spectrums. Ends, um, ends of the spectrum. Ends of the spectrum. Yeah, not two spectrums, one spectrum, two ends. Um, one on one end of the spectrum um, it's like too straightforward. there's, there's truth but no fruit of the spirit as, uh, as, as people are, are ministering and, and acting and everything like that. There's no love, there's no self control, there's no kindness, there's no, there's no patience involved in it at all. It's just very harsh. And some of you that maybe you're listening to this, if you're like, um, you've got a, like a fundamentalist background or something like that, <laughs> yeah. you're like ultra religious. Or, you know, and then then there's some that are, that are like, they're like too much that way that are even, well, they say they're spirit-filled and, but they're just like too rigid. Right. And, and, and they, they read the God, they read the word of God through a lens of rigidity. Right. And, and the harshness of the law and Very it hurts. Overbearing. Yeah, it hurts people. It's it's overbearing. Um, and and that that is that crushes people and it doesn't allow them to develop as God intends for people to develop. And then you have on the other end of the spectrum, you have this side that is it's it's just there's no truth in it. It's just a lie. It's a it's a facade. Um, people pretending to be holy, pretending to be righteous. Nothing is as it seems. You know, you you look, it's all a smokescreen, and and nothing is real. And you could you could hear somebody, and they're they're sharing this out of the Word of God, but they don't live it at all. They do whatever they want, and um, and so there's there's really there's nothing. It's just like an air castle built there, right? Um. And so you got you have these two ends of the Christian life on this uh, on this spectrum here, and you have to understand. Okay, so well, I, I want I want some, and this is the popular thing now. Well, you know what? Well, we need some grace. We need some grace. Well, grace is not grace has been misinterpreted these right, days. Right, right. People think grace means. I want things easy, and I want it to be agreeable with me. Um, where grace, it doesn't, that's not grace at all. Grace is God's ability in you to do what you can't do in yourself. Grace is God's ability in you to do what you can't do in yourself, like in the weakness of your flesh, and the weakness of your mind. And, I mean, like all the time we're asking God for more grace. Yes, <laughs> yes cuz we get we get stretched unbelievably in um in in ministry and just in life and say lord lord help me help me endure help me to overcome help me to be what you've called me to be i mean i'm i'm praying you know fairly often lord change me do a work inside of me so i can i can be a better husband so i can be a better a better father i can be a better minister, Lord, um, I just, I want to, I want to excel in it being your Holy Spirit working in me, through me. And I want to see the fruit of you working in my life. I don't just want to do something just because I'm a Christian. I want to know that God is working in me. And, and the word says in first John chapter one, Um, In verse seven, it says, if we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we're going to have fellowship with one another. Okay. It's not just all to ourselves. It's not just all about ourselves. We are a structure for Christ. But the thing is, is that God intended for all of our structures actually to be connected. Right. And so if you crumble, then that can cause, that can put some strain on me and cause me to start, you know, giving in right? Because we are, God intends for us to be connected. And so we have to have in the Christian life, we have to have, um, fellowship. We have to have an interworking of our lives with each other. And no man, you've heard this before. No man is an Island. Doesn't just stand by themselves but we are connected with each other in the body of Christ and we have to we have to work with each other and know that a storm that is blowing it's going to affect different people different ways right because not all structures are built the same and some some the way things have been built they um their structure catches the wind differently maybe than what yours would right and so it's so important that we we watch out for people and uh, because the winds of life are blowing folks and the speed is increasing. Right. Okay. We've got a cat five hurricane in the spirit that is, uh, that is blowing and you better know your foundation is sure. You better know that your structure is solid. It's so very, very important. The storm is getting bigger.
0: Right. You know, looking there, we read to start out reading, uh, Matthew chapter seven, in verse 24, there. And then, of course, you know, Jesus talking here. And he st- started out by saying, you know, those who hear my sayings and do them. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, the church is famous for like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, yeah, I know that. But notice it's not just hearing the word of God, it's actually doing the word of God. We know that in each of our lives, that when someone can tell us how to do something or we can like watch a YouTube video or we can read in a book how to do something, but the real, we know that the real knowledge comes and the real understanding comes when we actually go to do the thing. Like how many times have you, Looked at something, and you know, I'm sure you've seen those those hilarious pictures, you know, on social media where you know you have like the lady who's going to ba- bake the cake, the nailed it, it thing. the nailed it, yes, and so you see like this awesome, like super, you know, decorative, like children's, you know, themed cake whether it was you know spider-man or you know my little pony or whatever it was and then the next picture is like the the actual cake that was made that looks nothing like the first one you know everything nothing is proportioned correctly I mean it's like sliding off the edge of the cake you know I mean it's just it's really hilarious but it's amazing how something you know we think that just by reading something or watching something that we're like, oh yeah, we understand it perfectly. But when you actually go to do it yourself, then you're like, oh, 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 now, now I realize why (laughs) I, when I, I should have read the instructions better (laughs) or I should have like, oh, that's uh why you use that ingredient and you don't use this one. (laughs) Or, you know, the whole application understanding is really comes from doing it. The same with the word of God, the revelation, (laughs) the um, understanding comes when you're actually applying the word of God and notice that without hearing and without doing it, then the word Jesus is saying here in verse 24, that you're not going to be like the wise person unless you actually hear it and you do it. Mm -hmm. And of course, then is your foundation built upon the rock of Jesus Christ and his word. So we cannot be like those that just, oh, yeah, I know that, and I, I've heard that, and I could preach that myself. They're the fool. <laughs> They're the fool, do right? The fool. And so then, of course, like we've been talking about, storms come to everybody. Mm-hmm. So the, it's only then when the storm comes, which when the storm is coming, it's actually too late to go, oh, wow, I wish I would have done the word of God. Mm-hmm. No, you got to do the word of God like right now when there isn't a storm. Right now, even if you're going through things, you're just like, okay, That's Father, forgive me. Yeah. Yes. let Help me here. <laughs> and of course, the Lord is merciful, but we've got to do our part. We've got to be diligent, you know? And if you just are saying, oh, yeah, I know that, or oh, yeah, I've read that a few times or whatever, you are like a religious person. You're doing or you're you're hearing and think that you know it, but if you're not actually humbling yourselves to apply the word of God and to do the word of God on a re- regular basis,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then you will be found very, very lacking. And we're seeing that happen today. We're seeing this great separation from the true church of God and those who just said they were the church or very just... True acted like they were the church but actually yes actually there was no foundation and it's being exposed you cannot be a powerful christian without the word of god being paramount in your life it just it's impossible that's right you can be a religious person but you can't be a powerful christian
1: no you're just like a you're a vagabond christian you're just driven here you're wandering over there and everything like that the storm
0: just takes you wherever the wind blows
1: yeah And it shouldn't be that way. Right. It shouldn't be that way. I mean, because there's a lot of, I think, spiritual homelessness.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because people don't want to make themselves accountable and they don't want to remain committed to the word of God and the pattern of the church, which is what Jesus laid out. And we don't say these things sometimes, you know, you say things like, oh, well, you're just saying that because you're a pastor. No, actually we haven't always been a pastor. We've done many different things in ministry. And of course, before we were in ministry, we were a Christian. And you could go back and look at the fruit of our life and see the fruit of our life and see the commitment that we had to the local church that we had to our pastor that we still are accountable. We have a pastor in our life. We also have other ministers, very strong ministers mm-hmm. that speak into our life why yes. we've made that decision because we understand the principle of it and we understand the power of it.
1: Amen. You got you have to be founded. You have yes. to be you have to have that in your life. And not just be transient, right? Like I said, spiritually homeless, um, and people who will just well, we'll just we'll just put up something temporary here, and you know we, you know, there's nothing, there's no permanence about their life. You right. know, a, a real popular thing now in it has been for a little while is is the thing seasons. Is everybody feels safe in a season? Right, You know, because they can say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just here for a season. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. And there is a, there is a truth to that. Yes. But you, to grow, to really grow and to mature, you have, there are seasonal plants, okay. That you plant and like vegetables. Okay. Those are seasonal, Mm -hmm. um, spices. Those are seasonal, Trees are not seasonal.
0: Right. Trees are Great structures are not seasonal. They're just going to stay there. Right.
1: They're pillars.
0: Right. And actually, they, they use the season to bring out the best in them. They do. And to get rid of some dead things, to bring forth new life, to the season actually strengthens them and they continue to grow and to increase and to strengthen, to flourish, all of those kind of things, which is what we should be doing instead of using it as an excuse to do whatever we want to do. Because then, then, you know, if you use a season to be able to, just kind of go on to your next thing or whatever, you know, you want to do. Then the next thing, there's a shifting and then there's a drifting.
1: Yeah. If in the church, well, this is, some people are not going to like this. Okay. I'm just preparing myself already. (laughs) All right. So you have, you have, you have people in the church, capital C church. Okay. That some are just they are they are seasonal and they are they're like the broccoli or the tomato that that grows and everything like that and it it is there for a season because it's going to be consumed okay everything that is it grows up there and you know it's kind of quicker growth and everything like that but it is planted there to be used right and and so that's that's the purpose of it. Okay, well, God's just brought me here for a season. All right, well, I want to tell you something. We're gonna get everything possible out of you then. Amen. And so that's it. Now, if you are, if you are like, you know, hey, I'm an I'm an oak of righteousness. You know, God's gonna plant you in the house of the Lord. It talks about that. They're planted right. in the house of the Lord. Right. And um, and you bring forth fruit, okay. And you're a great structure, and your structure gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you become a covering for things. Yes. And, and there's fruit that comes from your life, and people yes. enjoy the fruit and everything, but you're not going anywhere. You're there, and you will continue to be there. You're there every day. You're, I mean, I don't look out in my yard and you know, open the window in the morning and be like, I wonder if the tree's still going to be there. Right, now, or sometimes, did it move? Yeah. Yes. Oh, there was a storm, and so I wonder, you know, and there was a lot of rain. I might have to look at the garden, but I'm not going to look at the tree, right? Because I know the the foundation of the of the tree was solid. It's rooted and it everything deep. like that. It goes yeah, deep. the the tree stands fifty feet tall. It's going to be fine. Um, however, look at the tomato plant. You know, right. it got kind of mangled in the in last night's storm because there was you know little winds or you know, a lot of rain or something like that. And so, what do we do? Oh, well, you know what? We got to pull all the tomatoes off, because otherwise they're going to be rotten. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, some of you are you're you're finding some some truths in the thing. But what I want to tell you is that the found the your heart reveals so much of what God's purpose is in you. And if you will just allow what God has put inside of you to begin to come up, a lot of people see themselves as transient when God wants to establish you. Right. He really does. Right. He wants for there to be something great, something huge to come forth for your life. But but a lot of people, they, just, they have vegetable mentality mm-hmm. instead of, I'm an oak of righteousness right. the mentality. They're,
0: and they're very short-sighted. Mm-hmm. So... Um, they don't no, nothing
1: long term about right. their their goals or their life.
0: Right. And you'll find that if you pattern your life after the word of God, because remember the word of God, which is part of God, right? He is the word, that's the foundation of our life. If you will pattern your life after that, there is such strength in that. And there's longevity in that. Yeah. You know, there's really no true success outside of the word of God, even people that are not saved, but they order their life after godly principles, you'll see success in their life. Okay. Obviously, if you're, if you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. So then, then the whole thing that you did on earth is really not successful at all. Right. I mean, cause you're going to end up in hell for eternity. So, right. but what I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm pointing out to is that the foundation of the word of God always brings success, and without it, you won't have any 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 success. Mm-hmm. But you'll see such, um, because some people will think, well, oh, well, you know, I just never know what God's going to say, and that one day I'm here, one day I'm not. And they just it, it, use that to just float around in life. They're drifters. They're drifters. And then you don't see, actually, they don't bear consistent fruit.
1: hmm Because they don't have have roots.
0: Right, and they're not a blessing to anybody else. There's nothing you can, right. You cannot rely upon them. No one in their family can. So this is not how the Lord works. This is not, look at the word of God. Look at what the word tells you to do. That's what you pattern your life after. Amen. Not fleeting, you know, thoughts and flaky ideas.
1: Amen. You know, Jesus has got to be the foundation for your life. In every area of your life, in your family, in your business, in your finances, your marriage, your social life, Jesus has got to be that foundation. And and if you will, if you will have the roots of your life firmly founded in him, you're going to become a reliable person in the Capital C church, in the body of Christ. And you will flourish. You will flourish.
0: So true. I mean, beyond what you even ever thought possible, because of course, if you follow the structure or the model that God has laid out for you within, within the church, that's how he intended then for actually the giftings and callings that he put within you. Remember, we follow the creator. Okay. We're the Mm -hmm. creation. He's a creator. We're not supposed to be out here doing our own thing, deciding what we want to be, who we are, all this kind of stuff. We're to follow after him. Remember, he made us. And so we follow after also the pattern, the structure that he laid out because the giftings and callings that he's put within us, he has a way for those to be developed, for those to be used, for those to grow, to bear fruit, to bear much richer and greater fruit. So when we remain connected to the vine then that whole process takes place. And there's great things. There'll there'll be such greater things that come out of you that you never actually even thought possible. Amen. Because you've aligned yourself with the way that He desires for those to come forth and to be used. And obviously, everything in our life needs to glorify God. Amen. Remember, again, there's no way that we can fulfill The purpose and the plan that He has for us outside of His system of doing things, and God is very, God is like extremely purposeful, extremely organized. Everything. Do you, if you start to even study science, even just a little bit, which I have only done just a tiny bit. It's not like I can't say it's a. It's like this big area of interest of in my life. It's not. But even if you just have a, a, you just start to look at like the patterns of, you know, flowers, the way that, that the perfect balance of where the sun is located in proportion to the earth, that if it was even off balance at all, the earth would either burn up or it would freeze like in a moment. I mean, it's just amazing how everything is in perfect harmony and a perfect balance because we have a perfect creator, So why is it then that we think that, okay, well, you know, God's just like changing everything. Everything's on a whim. I just float here and there. Again, that doesn't even line up with anything that he's created or who he is.
1: There's a plan. Right. There's always a plan. There's a godly plan. If your life is not following a godly plan, then you're a mess happening, not waiting to happen. You're a mess happening already you've got to find out the plan of of God for your life and uh, and get get busy with it right and accomplish what God has put you here for right right and flourish and thrive and and let let things come out of your life that are going to be a blessing to other people um not it's not your life is not about yourself it's not just about you know, what's, what's good for you. And it's good for, you know, your, makes you feel good about yourself. There's so much feel good Christianity these days, and it's preached all over the place. I, would, I just want to tell you that your life is to be poured out for other people to, to be able to be ministered to because of it.
0: Right. But the only way
1: you're going to be able to accomplish that is to be able to find out why has God put me here? And am I am I able to do what he wants? If not, what adjustments do I need to make?
0: Right. I remember when I got saved, you know, obviously I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Like I didn't know, I mean, I, I just knew barely, you know, about, I mean, obviously I'd heard of Noah and Moses and, you know, Adam and Eve or something. But I mean, I just didn't really know anything, of course. When I got saved, I had such a great desire to just do whatever God wanted me to do. And I had no clue what that was. I did not know what a call of God was or anything at all like that. Mm-hmm. But out of that desire to do whatever God wanted me to do, and because I had made a decision. And, uh, and a lot of people, I don't even, I'm not even sure if they really ever come to this decision, but this is this is so key and important, I believe, that I said to the Lord, God, if, if you're real, then I want all of you. If you're not, wow. okay, then I'm just going to go back to partying at college and do whatever I want to do, right? Okay, so when I made that decision that, God, I want all of you, then that to me meant, okay, I mean, whatever God wants me to do, what however he wants me to act, however he wants me to talk. Now, again, I didn't know what that was, but my heart was like, I just want everything. And you've got to come to the place where not only do you want everything that he has, but you are willing to give everything that he desires. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize at that point that that would maybe be more of a challenge for me because it's so easy to say, God, I want all of you. It's a totally different thing to be and to say again and again and again, many times over a day sometimes, Father, I give you everything. Remember the saying, all in wins. Okay, that applies. If you are a Christian, then you have to understand he's your Lord and your Savior. You are servant. He's master, right? And so we have to recognize it really isn't about what we want. And some people say, well, the word says that the Lord gives you the desires of your heart. Yes, which can actually be interpreted a few different ways. Hopefully your prayer is, Lord, put in me the desires That you desire. It's not just like, well, I want to be this, and I want this, and I want to drive this type of car, and I want to, you know, have these brand of shoes or whatever. It it should be that, of course, the Lord totally blesses you. But first and foremost, it needs to be, God, I'm created for your pleasure. I'm created to glorify you in what I say and what I do. Exactly. And so let that come forth from my life. I was created with a plan and a purpose. Let me fulfill those things. Thank you, Jesus. Because again, he's our foundation. But what I was starting to say that as my prayer was, Lord, I want everything that that you have for me, Lord, I want you to reveal yourself to me. Then he put me on a course and on a plan to do and to fulfill what he had called me to do. If my desire, I believe this had had not been, Lord, I want everything that I have for you. I could have still here. I'm fifty years old. I could still be floundering around in life, trying to figure out what God's plan was for me. Sure, but because A lot I said, of 50 Lord, year
1: olds that are floundering still,
0: right? And so I, but because I said, Lord, I want all of you. Then when He spoke to me almost immediately, I want you to go to Bible school, which. The crazy thing was just just a couple of years before that, my father had actually said to me, why don't you go to Bible school? In my mind, you know what I said? Of course, I, I was brought up to be respectful to my parents, so I didn't say this to him. But in my mind, you know what I said? There is no way. I am never going to Bible school. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you don't want to say I'm never doing anything because, you know, the Lord, I think he laughs at those things. Oh, really? Let's let's, let's see how that plays out. So within two years, I was actually in Bible school.
1: Let me see if I can work that (laughs) into the plan here now, just to humble you a little more. But, you know, you
0: could see my rebellion and defiance coming out, right? So that's a fleshly thing that has to be burned out by the power of the Holy Ghost, which if you allow yourself, that's what. And so when I said, God, I want all of you, the Lord said, you know, I want you to go to Bible school. Now, I did say to the Lord, okay, Lord, can I at least finish college first? Because I'd already done two years. I was um, pursuing a degree in international business. And so I said, can I finish college first? Because in my mind, I'm thinking I need to get a degree, and then I can go to Bible school. And on the inside of me resounded a no And I literally, it was so strong and impactful to me. I actually at first thought that it was like, it was an audible thing. But then I realized that I was in a bedroom in my house praying. Nobody else had heard that in the house. So I don't think that it was an audible thing. I think it just so shook me on the inside. Mm. But I realized it was, that was not even something that I dare mention again to the Lord. That it was. Don't even think of that. Don't even bring that up again. Don't even talk about that. I literally never even considered that an option to even say to to um, you know because I just gotten saved, had just you know started attending church. I did never even brought that up as a possibility to anybody else, to my pastor or anything. I knew so strongly, no, I'm going to Bible school. I didn't want to go to Bible school. I didn't want to move halfway across the country. I had no friends. I had no place to live. I had no money for school. I did not have a car. I did not have a job. I didn't have anything. But do you know what I had on the inside? I had direction from the Lord because I said, Lord, I want to do whatever you want me to do. And of course, that put me on a path to be doing what I'm doing today. Amen. Now at that time, when when I was suddenly surrounded about, around Christians that are like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a preacher, I'm going to be an evangelist, I'm going to be a pastor, God's called me to go do crusades or whatever, I literally sat there and went, I am not doing any of those and I have no clue why I'm here, I don't want to be a minister, I don't want to be a pastor, I'm not going to stand up and speak in front of people, but do you know just as I was faithful to stay committed to even doing something I didn't even want to do, but because God had spoken me to do, then everything began to unfold in my life and he began to change the desires of my heart and he began to put things in me that he desired to be put in there but i had to submit myself over and over and over again and many times still do because some things that the lord asks you to do you don't know how to do them you may not even want to do them but Mm. you just say okay again uh lord you're the potter i'm the clay I'm just going to do, you're the master, I'm the servant, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. And if you tell me to do it a different way, then I'm going to do it a different way. Because you know what, my reasoning, my excuses, my voice of why that's not going to work means nothing. I might as well not even um, open my mouth and make myself a fool before the Lord by trying to come up with those things. But I just submit to the process and that way the Lord solidifies you and he's able to use you. He's able to increase you. He's able to bless you. He's able to expand your realm of influence, but it all goes back to being submitted to the foundation and the creator and allowing him to do that work in you and keeping that for the forefront of your life.
1: So true. Absolutely. Wow. That was good.
0: Thank you, Jesus. I think that really,
1: uh, that really hit home with, uh, with several people that are listening here today. And uh, I think we just kind of let, let that impact continue, okay. continue on in, in people's hearts. You need, to, you need to listen to what God is saying to you, and you need to do it his way. Don't consider your own ways. Forsake your own ways, the word of God says. And get on board with what God's plan is for your life. Everything might change. Very true. Everything probably will change. Very true. But God has a plan. His plan is better than your plan. Yes,
0: always. He's
1: got it all figured out. He even sees the end of everything. And he's not hiding stuff from you. But you have to submit yourself, like my wife said, all in. Lord, I I give you all of me. All of
0: me. Right. Everything. Every Every desire, every dream, I surrender it all to you. Yes. Yes. The power in your life and the strength of your life, the effectiveness of your life, the fruit of your life all comes out of a surrendered heart and a surrendered life. And, you know, as, the, as the, the little saying is kind of a joke, but it's so true that, you know, the problem is with the living sacrifice, because of course we sacrifice ourselves to the Lord, right? You know, you put yourself on the altar, but the problem with the living sacrifice is that it like crawls off the altar, you know, so uh, just illustrating the point that it's like a daily surrender. And there are days when it's like an hourly surrender or, yeah. you know, it's it's several times when you're really trying to plow through some things and to gain ground and to just maybe some mindsets that have held you back and things like that because as Christians we should be continually growing continually bearing fruit continually increasing yeah. and if we don't have the 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 proof of that to to show from our life then I'm just going to tell you you're not living actually at the level that de- the Lord desires and he's not able to use you as the vessel that he desires to be able to do
1: Amen Pray this prayer with us right now. It's a prayer of consecration. Just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I give you all of me. Come in and take control. I confess that you are Lord. You are Lord of every area of my life. You're Lord of my thinking. You're Lord of my actions. I ask for you to give me direction and to give me wisdom. Show me the path, the path of life that I am to be walking on. And Lord, may you receive glory for everything that's done in my heart and in my life. I trust you fully, and I give you full access to my life. Come and do whatever needs to be done so that I can be the creation of that you are glorified in and through, and I thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining amen. us today on this podcast. You have a lot to not just chew on, but a lot to <laughs> swallow. Hallelujah. We love you so much. Please, please uh, sign up so that you can get and share this. But um, I don't know. Subscribe. That's the word I couldn't come up with. Subscribe and share. We love you so much, and we'll see you later. God bless. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com, and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless.